they're joining us on this on this rare Monday pod, the the rare Monday. Holy shit, that we can really get away from us pod. Bleary eye. <laughs> wow. The stupor of Mab League. Look, when you call, when you call five games in in four days, is it basically Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Maybe five five games in five days. Doesn't sound as impressive as I as it did in my head. Sure, yeah. When you call that many virtual basketball games, the voice is going to get a little hoarse. Um, all right, brother. Let's jump into this. Let's jump into right. it. Clap it off. Old school. Ready? Yeah. One and two and three. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brand new sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 159 for your eardrums. Guys, just a favor, please subscribe, leave five stars, tell a friend, shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandon, and with me, as always, the one seed coming out of the Midwest, most awesome. Oh, that's right, 22 oh. and 2, baby. Look at that. Shaped up, ready to go. Just crush my. You know what I realized, bro? We missed our three year anniversary. We coasted right past it. 156. Blue we were just it. like, fucking just keep it moving. What do we do for that pod? I got my notes right here. We did top three planets. That's what's up. Oh, yeah. oh that's quite a way to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week been, buddy? Good, man. It was good. Busy, you know. Got a little garage action, cleaning out the garage before uh, before we actually got snow today, which is fucking bonkers. Yeah. But um, got the, got the garage cleaned out over the weekend. Like you said, called some Mably games. You know, yeah. the use as we do. Bro. What about you? Um, pretty good, man. Uh, I was on the other end of those bad league games. Yeah, you were called for you, bro. Had um, Mr. Aaron Champion, friend of the pod, popped into New York. Probably a little little work little little work little play oh uh yeah plowed through that bad league games but guys speaking <laughs> of mab the thing that generates it all is this podcast and you, we got a chock full episode 159 for your eardrums we're doing rip from the headlines we're gonna hit that march madness we're gonna mm. hit the mab inbox we got three there new segment the you hear about this you about this you about this yeah. The Yahoo headlines rapid fire. We'll jump into there. I got some thoughts for most awesome student things. The Neapolitan showdown. We're doing top breads. Then, oh, yeah. Uh, that's right. Get hungry, folks. Uh, Mab League. We're going to talk a little bit about the postseason matchup coming now that we wrapped up that regular season. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to finish with the Brandana gambling corner. We're going to talk odds for this NCAA tournament and who can come out on top. It's an interesting year. Then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. That's a lot. This is a lot of pod. Like, That's I think sometimes lot. we walk in and we're just like, oh, is there going to be enough pod? It's just like, yeah, there's more the, pod than you can handle. You're going to get 120 percent of your hour of power right now, my friend. I'm going to tell you right now. Plenty. Uh, all right, NCAA March Madness tournament. Uh, we're going to have to asterisk this year, bro. 
let's get let's get right into it i yeah you know what i don't know i i know the i was listening to the the commissioner the seating commissioner talk about um he was like the 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 one through 16 like the top two seeds maybe yeah. well four seeds he's like we have a pretty strong handle on that and i'd say by and large most of those teams played with the exception of maybe baylor played a full schedule mm-hmm. but you know i you know i don't think there was too many misses some teams held themselves out you know duke kind of you know they kind of took themselves out of contention kentucky they didn't uh qualify either this year uh but still i think it's gonna i don't think it's gonna be an asterisk as much as it's gonna be like maybe it, you know to steal from bill simmons if this championship season was like a you know a sizable plaque right this would be on the the smaller side this this chip might not be as worth as say you know, the, the 2003 run, uh, or, or excuse me, eight run that the Kansas Jayhawks had, or the, the 1989 run that the Michigan Wolverines had, you know, won't be worth as much as those. Yeah. So it'll be those. Um, is it a thing where these teams, let's talk about the teams that aren't in here. This is where I get like a little bump. I mean, one thing that I think you have to like about college basketball is just their tradition, especially mm-hmm. those blue bloods. I mean, isn't it going to be weird to have like these Duke, these Kentucky streaks just kind of end? Yeah. I mean, that's those, those fan bases will be the ones clamoring for that asterisk. Like you talked about, I mean, Kentucky just didn't play well. They, they, they played bad. They played poorly out of the gate. They lost a bunch of games, weird season. Uh, They even basically, uh, I think his name is Cameron Fletcher drink everybody, but I'm pretty sure that's right uh they had to send him packing he was one of those fab freshmen that came in for kentucky um jalen johnson for duke opted out of the season and caught caught quite a bit of flack from uh talking heads you know saying that he basically quit on duke but you know he had his reasons and um you know the the, you know shashevsky was openly when the wheels started to fall off yeah. Uh, of the season. He, yeah. He took some of that onus, right? He was just like, I fucked it up. Like I just made, I made the front hard of the side of the schedule way too hard. And we just never got our confidence. Yeah, and you never got your confidence. And then, and then he's also, he did take an ownership, but then he was also like, wow, we should really, really should be playing these games. And he was also like, ah, this is, this is not right. We shouldn't be doing this. And it's like, oh yeah. Cause you're like 500 and you're losing to teams and you're not going to make the, well, they probably would have made the tournament, but you just decided to opt out totally. It's like, let's 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 cut our losses sooner rather than later yep they had to do that i was just looking kind of the tournament broke down and i know we're like big nfl heads we have mad league fired up like we even had nba going and this might be one of the bigger years that kind of the nc double just college basketball fell just kind of in the background do you find each year you're watching a little less college basketball or is it just kind of dependent on the level of talent or is this still momentum that we're gaining just from like kind of this one and done to where the great thing about college basketball when faced with, you know, uh, going against the NBA, is just like, okay, at least we get to see, you know, these teams like, Ohio, you fill out the rest or whatever, just from yeah, baby. Kansas and just like, uh, just building like these, you know, finally getting to the level where these guys are like juniors or seniors and really following these athletes. And we don't get as much of that anymore. Yeah. I think that, I think there's something to that. I also think like, I don't. I didn't realize it until now that losing the tournament last year really took the wind out of the sails of basketball, college basketball in this this weird sort of way. You know, having it come back, I certainly didn't pay attention to it 
there there weren't the great names. A lot of the guys and the recruiting class went straight to the G League. Uh, Cade Cunningham is probably the the he probably will be the number one overall pick. Played for Oklahoma State. You didn't really hear much about him throughout the season, but he will most likely be the the number one pick overall. Uh, Evan Mobley for USC played on kind of a, a, a squad that didn't make a lot of noise. So those are the things that you kind of always draw the intrigue. Um, and then, you know, like you were saying earlier, it's just like with games being canceled and postponed and the, the basketball season starting right back and people being a little bit more into the NBA season. Um, yeah, I think this is definitely like a, this is this is probably the least prepared ripped I've I've been ready for in a long time. I don't know shit about these teams. I know a couple <laughs> teams and that's about it. So, you know, this might be uh, one of those 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 segments where you're just like, all right, yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, get to the gambling. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, man, I love when you're just up front with everybody. Okay, so where are we coming up? Um, so speaking to that level, which I actually think might save college basketball. Don't we have in the next couple of years coming up the uh, the high school draft? Yeah, 2021. So this year, I believe collective bargaining, they'll be able to, or they might, it might be eligible for the 2022 draft. And I'll have to double check on that one. But yes, we are coming up on that where high schoolers can just declare right to the draft. Um, I think it's 2022 because Imani Bates, a junior high school basketball star, probably the best player, won uh, Gatorade Player of the Year as a sophomore for the nation. Uh, probably best prep coming out since LeBron. He's in uh, in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Uh, he, I think, will be in that first class. So I think that'll be that. Got a couple guys that are seniors this year that I think are going to school or might go to the G League route. Yeah, and I think I think that'll help actual college. Yeah. Is that, that'll mean like the guys that actually are entering the collegiate programs, like at least for all intents and purposes, unless like they're just trying to get on the map and have an overlook. Like they yeah. plan to stay there like two or three years. I, I, yeah. The guys that would leave going to college after one year would be the guys that like totally came out of nowhere that you weren't expecting it. Like the, remember when Arizona Derek Williams came out of basically no, not, I wouldn't say nowhere, but he wasn't like this highly recruited prospect ended up being the number two overall draft pick was a bust, but still like his, his stock was his never was never as high as it was then. And I would definitely see like, that'd be the rare one and done's. But to your point, the guys that are going to college are like, I, you know, it's probably going to be two years. Maybe if, if I'm lucky, it's one year and I have a great freshman season. I get a lot of hype and I really just stand out in the college basketball scene, but chances are I'm probably looking like sophomore, you know, junior year to, to really improve my play and hopefully slide into the, um, into the NBA draft and see who, also, too, positionally, you know, where I match up, right? Because that, that, that goes into it a little bit as well. Yeah, and I uh, think also, like, even if you're in that second year, you're still competing against, like, you know, these blue-chip high schoolers now that they're going directly there. So it'll right. maybe, you know, get uh, a little bit more of this team basketball that I think college basketball is at least known for from my childhood back on the map. Okay, let's fly through the, the divisions and just fucking randomly pick some winners, like, where the <laughs> – the, the lady in the office that cheers for the mascots not was not know exactly what's going on so out of the um we'll go out of the west um the number one overall uh i'm just gonna say i'm just gonna do the four out of each one let me know what you think and then if you want to dig deeper for like 
an eight or nine seed, which might make sense because this feels like if there was a year, you know, to have like another just miracle yes. season for like a double digit seed to get to the championship, it would be this one. Uh, out of the West, we got the one seed Gonzaga, two seed Iowa, the three seed Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, baby. Seed Virginia. Virginia. So this is good. So obviously Gonzaga, the number one overall seed coming into this 26 and 0. I really like this Gonzaga team. We saw them early on. They beat your, your KU Jayhawks 102-90 in the opening game. Um, they look really good. They're very strong. Um, this might be Mark Few's year to to win it, quite honestly. Um, they're led by uh, Cody Kispert. They're kind of like big-ish wing, really can shoot the three. Uh, Drew Timmy, a big uh, sophomore center. And then Jalen uh, – is it Jalen Suggs? Fuck, where's my notes? Jacob Suggs, excuse me. Jacob. Freshman. Jacob, there you go. You got it. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for helping out. Uh, Jacob Suggs, probably their highest recruited freshman ever that I can ever think of, a top 10 uh, rated freshman coming in. So he gets in. Uh, it's a really strong team. I don't know if any team's going to beat him. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned Iowa. I watched Luca Garza play. He's he's pretty dominant. But I think, you know, then uh, they've got a couple good shooters. That Iowa-Kansas game would be a very interesting matchup just because I think they match up pretty well. Kansas is a really good defensive team. Offensively, they struggle. But if they can – if if McCormick and, you know, uh, if more, McCormick can hang with athletically Luca Garza, which I think he can because Luca Garza is not a great athlete, but if he can just get in front of him and be long, that's a really, you know, uh, sweet 16 matchup if they get there. Um, but I like in this bracket, I, I, it's very chalk, but I like Gonzaga. Yeah, Gonzaga, um, you know, it's funny as I almost <laughs> asked you, I was just like, man, I'm having a mind blank. Like, who won in 2020 the tournament? <laughs> it was just like, well, yeah, we didn't have it. So two years ago, Virginia wins. But Gonzaga, yes. you know, always kind of in that top six, top eight conversation, usually getting like two seed, maybe three seed at the lowest. But um, might be their year to go especially right now you have to think like any of these teams that are really set to make a run would be teams that were prepped last year, ready to, ready to go in to make some noise. Yeah. And a, a deep sleeper, sorry to cut you off USC in that, in that, you know, they've got the, the Mobley brothers, Evan and Isaiah, seven foot, six ten, super athletic guys, probably NBA prospects, Evan, definitely Isaiah most likely. And they've got another, you know, shooter there as well too. Um, Taj Ede, who shoots like 40% from three. So that might be a deeper if you're looking to not go so chalky at number six. Might be a, an interesting team to get on a run. Andy Edfield uh, is the head coach. If you guys remember when Florida Gulf Coast made that big run out of nowhere, he was the coach then, uh, immediately took the job at USC, and then they had some hot recruiting issues. But now he's back on the map and, and, and going for it at USC. Dude, I love how you claim like this is going to be your weakest ripped ever, and you just still bring the facts. You're too <laughs> humble. Too humble, baby. Um, all right. So the uh, number two overall uh, one seed moving over to the south. We got Baylor at the one, Ohio State at the two, mm. Arkansas at the three, Purdue at the four. Baylor getting a little bit of shit early, weren't they? Didn't they kind of fall behind in games played, but they quickly caught up. Uh, I think they were like 22 and two. Yeah. They, they had a long hiatus. They lost both, both of the, both the games that they lost came after their like two week hiatus mm. um, and didn't look quite as good. So yeah, Russ might be a little bit of a factor with them. Um, 
I don't know if I put them as the weakest number one seed out there, but I, you know, you, you know, I think it's Gonzaga. I'd probably say, I think everyone would probably say Baylor, but I don't, I don't know if I've seen enough from Baylor because I haven't seen anything from Baylor. Um, But I, but I've seen Illinois play and I've seen Michigan play. And those are two very good teams. I would definitely put at this point, the way Illinois is playing, um, them two, three, Michigan, two, three, uh, depending in Baylor last. So oh, this wow. one, if you're looking to see a team go down, uh, I, I, I like Baylor and, and I potentially might like it earlier than many people think, but we'll, we won't get into that quite just yet. Right. You want to just talk about the four seeds? No, no, no. We can, we can get into it. Okay. okay. Let's get into it. Yeah. Um, number nine, Wisconsin whiskey. I, so I think the, a big factor here, cause we mentioned last year, we didn't play the tournament. Um, teams are kind of hodgepodge running together, figuring themselves out. I think s- senior teams, guys with senior leadership are going to be important. Wisconsin, yeah. five senior starters. Um, they, you know, they are 17 and 12 heading into this season. So the record doesn't look like it. That's why they're a nine seed. But when you look at like some of the advanced metrics, they kind of match up pretty well. They play excellent defense. They're pretty efficient offensively. Uh, and they played in the Big Ten, which is a strong schedule. So to, to stack up some of the wins that they had is kind of impressive when you mix it all together with just, you know, it's kind of, you know, we talked about Virginia winning two years ago. The, the, the pace of play that they play at, the motion offense that they play with, you know, you're going to wear teams down and kind of overcome some of those athletic deficiencies. Plus, these are like 22-year-old kids who have been in wars. They've played a lot of games. So in the tournament, that's going to give you – I feel like that's good for like two wins. And going up against a Baylor team, which does have senior leadership as well, but they're, they missed a few games. They're coming in a little shaky. They're a little rusty. So we'll see. That's an interesting second-round matchup to me. Like it. So you get uh, Wisconsin over North Carolina and then the Baylor Wisconsin not going to be quite as easy as usually a just typical number one, just plowing through a nine seed. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I didn't see a lot of, I, I have seen Ohio. You felt the rest. This is about as close as a compliment as you're going to get. This is a very good team. This is a very good team. Yeah. Um, they played fucking amazing in the big 10 finals. Every time that Michigan played them, they were on it. Uh, Liddell, they're, they're a small lineup, so size is definitely going to going to lean on them and 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 pose a problem. Uh, they ran up against Hunter Dixon and Kofi Cockburn for Michigan and Illinois, uh, both seven footers. So size coming their way is going to be a little bit of, uh, tough because they're not a very big team, but they're talented. They've got tough guards, Dwayne Washington, Justice Swearing, uh, and and then uh, Liddell, the, their center, who's kind of like really only six eight, but they could do it all. And man, that that's a tough team. And I don't I don't like to heap praise on Ohio very often. Uh, it's big, big step for you, brother. Unbelievable. <laughs> Not even worth it. This is just a podcast. I would just lied about it. Honestly, right, right, right. You look terrible. Don't bet on uh, And then just real fast looking at Villanova at a five speed seed. I just bring it up, especially since it's like Baylor and you talk about it. But yeah. I mean, you guys don't really have anybody left over from that, uh, that championship run of 2000. Colin Gillespie just got injured. Um, so they have Jerome Robinson Earl. Son of Lester Earl, KU fame. Uh, he's kind of their lead guy. So, yeah, they're, they're a little walking wounded. Although, Jay Wright, you know, coaching is going to matter. You know, I, I, I liked him to come out of there in their, in their first round. But then they're, they're looking at, you know, Purdue, which is a tough team. 
Uh, and then eventually if they make it that far, you know, Baylor, and I don't think that they're going to have the, the weapons to, to get much more than a, you know, second round or, or, or a, a sweet 16 push. I jump it down to the Midwest. Uh, this is where you talked about uh, Illinois, which you might have as like the two or three overall one seed behind Michigan. Yeah. Uh, uh, two seed being Houston. Uh, in three seed, we got West Virginia and the fourth seed, Oklahoma State. So a little bit of a Big 12 representation here, Illinois, and then Houston over the last couple of years kind of getting their program back on the map. Yeah. Yeah. Illinois is a really good team. IU Dasami, Dasumi, they're kind of everything guard, big athletic guy. Adam Miller, great freshman out of Chicago. Kofi Cockburn, like I said, big, big center, like six eleven, seven foot, strong in the in the paint, has played really, really well. And they've got a couple other guys. Brad Underwood's team is is a good, good, solid team. Uh, I haven't watched any of Houston, so I don't know, or West Virginia. I'm not really sure about those two teams. And like I mentioned with Oklahoma State, uh, Cade Cunningham coming off their player of the year. Oh, but I totally forgot. This this bracket has our fave. Yeah. Like really started it off, my friend. Loyola Chicago, my friend. Loyola Chicago, which returns two players from that Final Four run. They were freshmen, Cameron uh, Kurtwig and Lucas Williamson. So oh, we got yeah. we got to bet this for at least one win, one dub. We have to. Where did we, were they a 12 seed when you reached for them? Somewhere in that. Yeah, low. they were pretty low. They were like 11 or 12. Double yeah, digits. they were double digits for sure. Yeah, man. They, that, was, uh, uh, that was a fun watch. We're going to be able to watch that game together, bro. I think we are going to be able to watch that game. Well, it's, it's weird, right? Because they go – I don't know when the schedule – do they go, they go Friday, Saturday, right? Because they're trying to push it. Yeah, why are they doing this? Yeah, they're doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, as opposed to the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, I guess Big Monday is already kind of like a college basketball thing. It just seems like such a... So uh, they're all playing in a bubble format. So all these games are going on in Indianapolis. And I think because games played on Sunday, I don't know if they're trying to get enough distance away from the last few games to kind of see where everyone is, you know, health-wise. That's my only guess why they're kind of staggering it. I know they're have to game, you know, they can't do the traditional all these games playing at all these different times. They've got to do, get a little creative because everyone's right here in Indianapolis, right? They they all came to Mab Sports Midwest, baby. <laughs> they wanted to make sure that sometimes you just need them to bring the coverage to you. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I and I don't know anything other than that's what just made sense to me when I when I heard that. Okay, that's good enough for me. Um, all right. Then let's uh, – I mean, the last one, Syracuse 11, always kind of like something fun to watch in the tournament, just switching it up. Oh. That zone bullshit. There you go. Yeah. Bayheim's kid plays for that team. I do like number six, the, who they play, San Diego State. Brian Dutcher, the head coach, played was, – was the assistant coach for uh, Steve Fisher's Fat Five squads in all those years. He's a good t- uh, good team. They will play a lot of strong defense. Brian Dutcher's team, Matt Mitchell, leads are kind of like six seven big man. Uh, I do like San Diego State at that six seed. Thanks. Where's our uh, Where's our Ivy League winner? Start talking about some backdoor cuts and some three ball shooting. <laughs> right. I don't know. Did they have one? Maybe they didn't bring one this year. Didn't do it. Is Iona out of there? Iona's out of the uh, MIAC or MAC to MAA. Actually, Iona is where Rick Pitino ended up coaching. Oh shit, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, They're in New Rochelle, New York, Iona. Yeah, I should look for that. 
Uh, okay, okay, so going over to the East, the last one, we got Michigan as the one seed. Oh, yeah. By Alabama. You know I love Alabama. Number Bama. two. Yeah, I was on Bama like three years ago. Welcome to the party, bandwaggers. <laughs> uh, Texas at number three, and then Florida State at number four. So we got, um, you know, a little bit more classic collection of, you know, your top four seeds here. I would say except for Alabama, but yeah. we're on the rise for the last three years. Uh, how's your Michigan blue, baby? Blue, blue. Oh. How those Wolverines? Doing all right. Well, we lost Isaiah Liver- Livers, our best Overall player, three-point shooter, guy who can go get a bucket, um, team captain, lost him. I think they're going to lose him for the whole thing. He had a stress fracture on his feet, foot. So I don't think that that's going to look too good for them. However, they played uh, Ohio, you felt the rest, right down to the wire, uh, which came up to a last-second shot. Kind of a bad shot by Mike Smith, but last-second shot nonetheless. So I really like them. Seven-footer Hunter Dixon is a beast in the paint, great, soft hands um he's played really really well for michigan has been very dominant at times uh and it is a load to handle because he can move for a big man um and then you have uh franz wagner mo mo wagner his younger brother uh but he's not a he's not a big guy he's like six eight kind of wing player he's really good defensively helps out he's got long arms uh shawnee brown comes off the bench i love his energy mike smith the point guard can be really good. He kind of took the an, a crazy shot at the end of that Ohio game, but you know he's trying to make things happen. So this is, um, you know, this is not just like a you know junior led Isaiah Livers team. This this team has some 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 scoring power in other spots. Uh, so it's going to hurt for sure. But it might be. I mean, this might be a Final Four team. I don't want to jinx. I know, I'll take that back. This this team's oh. going out. This is a one seed getting upset by a sixteen. Oh. What am I saying? Look at that. Look at that. Reverse reverse jinx all the way. You the jinx. Um, okay, so right here, something that hops out to me too is that this um, got a play in game at the eleven seed, Michigan State, UCLA, two programs Ooh. that are powerhouses that we're kind of used to see. Are these guys that are get seated a little lower than they should, or are they underperforming this year? Um, I'm. Pr- I would say that these teams are are underperforming this year. Michigan State did not get out of the gates great. Uh, I know UCLA was seventeen and nine. Michigan State really kind of fought their way in with a a, a, a win late in the regular season against Michigan. It was kind of a real core victory. Michigan State fifteen and twelve. Um, UCLA, like I said, seventeen and nine their last last couple teams sneaking in um this is going to be an interesting matchup i think offensively ucla is is a little bit more powerful uh than michigan state so but it's just one of those things if michigan state can traditionally like grind them down you know they've got one of the hauser twins for michigan state i i don't know if they have the weapons to do it but they played in a lot of you know a lot of tough games so they're battle tested like michigan state is i don't know if it's like a run to get to the final four or anything like that but you know the you know you can't count out Izzo in march it's really tough to do that all right guys well we will jump to who we pick for the favorites in the gambling corner coming up at the end of the show you want to give me your final four real fast put you on the spot most awesome oh um i will go Mm-hmm. I will go Michigan. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Fuck, I'm going to do it. Oh, there you go. Michigan. Right. Uh, and coming out of the East in the Midwest, 
man, I'm going to say, I'm going to go chalky. I know I love Loyola, but I, I like really like Illinois, what they're doing in the South. I can't go all big 10 teams. This is insane. Hmm. This would be insane. Um, well, I don't think you're going big 10 in the West. Right. Ba- right. Give me Baylor and fuck it. Fuck it. Who cares? Give me Baylor and Gonzaga. There we go. I went all number ones. Wow. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. This the is what only, happens when you put me on the spot. I don't, the only problem with that is that it took so long. Like if you're going to go all number one seeds to just be like, I'm going all number one seeds. I'm going straight chalk. Fucking labored over that. <laughs> also too, real quick out, out of the, out of the East, number 19 st bonaventure i really like them they play great defense oh yeah, yeah five five starting juniors on there they go up against my michigan team and i don't think they have the, the size to kind of compete but if you're looking for another another sneaky win team uh yeah, it's, that's under the that you know under the the the, the top eight st bonaventure is a good team uh, all right jump in the inbox hey buddy um here's a crazy stat buddy healed rewrote the record books becoming the fastest player to reach 1,000 three-pointers, passing Steph Curry's previous mark of 369 games. Mm. What chance does he have to surpass any of these players as best shooter in the game? Here's the record. Uh, this is fastest player to reach 1,000 three-pointers. We have Buddy Heald at 350, then Steph Curry in second at 369, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson in third at 372, then Damian Lillard at 385. Oh man, these are this is one of those like empty calorie stats, you yeah. know what I mean? Where well, you're that's like, what it was to me. It's like because I mean, Buddy Heald, obviously the youngest, so he's kind of like this first generation that like watched Steph Curry do all this stuff, or you know, just kind of as the three change. So I think, I think the record's going to get beat again, you know, yeah. as people are just like wanting to be James Harden, like they're just going to be more of just like trigger pull, trigger pull, trigger pull. And, and that's the thing is, is the other three guys, you know. Steph and Damian Lillard are they're shooters, but they also can score. And and Steph's the best shooter out of the bunch. Yeah. I don't know, maybe Clay, Clay is pretty good as well too. But I'd say you know unequivocally you'd probably go with Steph. Uh, and Damian Lillard's more of a score; he can take games over. Uh, and Clay Thompson's really good. But like, you're right. It's one of those things where I did look at look it up. So like, Buddy Heald averages basically seven three pointers in that 350 game span. And I think Steph was the lowest Steph and Clay were the lowest at like six and a half Mm -hmm. and Damian Lillard was right about seven. So, and, and, but here's the thing he got there, buddy healed got there because this season uh, in these like some 30 odd games, he's averaging 10, almost 11, three pointers a game. So it's just a volume play at this. and, And he is, He's shooting his lowest percentage of his career at this point on the career. He's still right about 40% this season. He's shooting about 37%. So it could just be one of those like sabermetric type of stats where it's like, just get up more shots. You're going to make more shots. The value of your, your points are going to go up per possession. So, you know, I don't really see a difference between Buddy Hill taking eight three pointers and 14 three pointers. So when in doubt, just pull the trigger because, you know, the we're going to miss this, you know, if we make 40% of those or 35% of those, we're going to have three more points than we would on the possessions that we didn't take a three. So gun them. Yeah, gun them. And I think if you really want the information from this, then you would look at career three-point percentage as opposed yeah. to fastest to 1,000. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think steps at career right now, 44% compared yeah. to, or no, I take that back. In the first 350 games he played, he was at 44%. So in that same early stand uh, time period, Steph is a way better shooter. Boom. Um, we always like when you send stats, though. Keep the stats coming. All right, I'm dancing with myself. I hate to admit it, but I never went to one high school dance sober. <laughs> I guess we'll leave the emailer's name off of this one. Yeah, when was there the you last go. time you went to an actual dance sober, or when was the last time you ever danced sober? Oh, <laughs> ah. well, technically, I went to a dance sober two years ago for the daddy daughter dance. Daddy daughter, remember that? Yeah, that's right, man. Get it on. Get it down. Commission 2.0. That was fun. That was a good time. Um, I didn't, I didn't know I danced with them. Yeah. So that, so that's that, but not really counting. Going back to like a dance dance, I, I want to say like, sophomore year in high school like i you know i don't i, I want to look at these like i don't think I, like maybe i was a square like i would always drink after the dances but i don't remember like getting half cocked like pre-dance because i was like i went to like a smaller high school also right. so maybe they could just you know see my lazy eye just kind of trickle and maybe like i was just kind of avoiding getting myself in trouble but i don't i don't remember getting blasted before the dance which means that you know, there wasn't a lot of dancing going on. Like dancing now just seems insane to me that it was like, we would all just show up in this room and then dance to like the electric slide or like Black Street or something. And then that was just- Black Street, that's so funny. Right, exactly. Now, now, now the comparison, I mean, when do we do dances as adults? It's at weddings and then right. obviously blasted at those. Hammered. The last, the last time, the last dance, what was the last wedding you and I went to? Was it was it friend of the pod Chris Wheatley's? Is that the last wedding we went to? Uh, yeah, that was gonna be my guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, I went to D Rocks. In I did not. I did not. No, no, no. I'm not that cool. But I remember you fucking. You like to put on a show. I do. Yeah. And I'll never forget you did this one because I actually got nervous for you in this move. You oh. were doing. You had a Corona bottle in your hand, oh, and you were dancing, and you're and you put the bottle down. Oh. Do you remember yeah. this? Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Then you did like a push-up. Mm -hmm. Then you like got over the bottle. Mm -hmm. You took it in your mouth, mm. pushed up, and then craned your head yeah. back right. and let the bottle just pour into your mouth. Yeah. First off, fucking A-plus move. You don't you're not gonna <laughs> see that on fucking, you know, Stomp the Yard or any of those movies. Holy <laughs> shit, that was impressive. Um, but I was really worried about your teeth in the, that moment. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, you just telling the story. I was like, I know the end of this because I can count the number of teeth I have in my mouth. But I was like, even I was getting nervous for me during that story. Yeah, that was, um, you just got to be able to improvise, keep it loose, you know, show oh, the yeah. people something they haven't seen before. Uh, I've never seen that before. I'll, I, I don't <laughs> know if I'll ever see it again. It was impressive, man. It was impressive. Uh, gotta retire that move. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah. That's enough about dancing. Uh, but I did, I, I found myself, like, I'll dance a little bit. Like, I found myself walking just kind of through the streets of New York. Like, uh, a couple Tuesdays ago, it was kind of like a nice day. I was walking to the bookstore, had my little uh, earbuds in, fired up a little, you know, I love the weekend. And just kind of, oh. like, I just kind of danced up and down some steps. It was, it was nice. Oh, look at that. They get, see, the rhythm doesn't leave Brandana, folks. This Join is what you got to know. <laughs> I see. Um, all right. Anti-bucket. What's your top three anti-bucket list items? 
basically things you <laughs> never want to do. Uh, okay, so for this, I kept it in the vein of this probably would be on someone else's bucket list. Like it's not like oh. obviously just like like I didn't put like root canal like no shit yeah. like you don't want to do that. But it's like places that other people would want to visit that you're just like that's a pass. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because my first instinct, well, first when I heard anti bucket, I was like thinking about Steph Curry as a like, guys who can't make a make a bucket who can't <laughs> score whatsoever. I'm yeah. like Mark Madsen. <laughs> um, and then off that vein, like the ultimate anti bucket is prison. So I guess that doesn't oh, fall sure. into this category because I'm not I'm not going that one. Yeah, um, uh, I would did um, like any sort of extending camping trip, extended camping trip like that's uh, I don't need to do that. Like going like someone that wants to take a trip to like the France countryside and then just throw up a tent for like six to seven days. Oh, yeah. Yes. Backpacking through Europe. Fucking take a hike. Literally <laughs> go. I don't want to be a part of this. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I would back. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe the backpack days have kind of come and gone i think they window i think yeah you've got to be like in your early early 20s you need as low experience with air conditioning and indoor plumbing as possible so as soon as you start getting like you know three decades four decades underneath your belt and experiencing that it's kind of hard to get yourself off yeah and then like the whole hostel when you do find a place like stay like the hostel living situation like that's no no thank you um so what you thought like people would want to do but i would never want to do it maybe yeah, yeah, i yeah. think of that's really funny that you put that caveat on it you know the um you ever see them i think they're like russian you know those like slap contests you ever see those <laughs> those dudes like blast the shit out of each other on it yeah. uh-huh. fucking you've never seen this before oh we've no. got to i've got to send you a video where these guys right. like line up it's almost like when you see like arm wrestling tables sure they're holding on to the sides of these tables and one dude will just line up his palm and draw it all the way back. And so, now he's got to hit him like in a very specific spot. You know, you can't like clap him in the ear. You got to hit him like right in the cheek. Yeah. And these, these dudes get fucking rocked. And some guys just eat them. Some guys just sit there and go whack and just take it and just eat it. And like, all right, now you're going to get fucking bitch slapped. It's the most insane shit I've ever seen. So that's a pass for you on that. Yeah, yeah, no, hard pass. <laughs> so so I, I, the winner's decided by just one person eventually quits? or Yeah, or gets like basically like his knees buckle for right. sure or, or quits, yeah. Uh, okay, so I put, um, I don't mind this. Like I, I can bundle up. I don't have a favorite. Uh, there's pros and cons about like hot weather and cold weather. But I think like going someplace cold as fuck, like going ice fishing or something, like an ice fishing expedition. Yeah. Like that's probably... It's like a pat. It's just like you're gonna be super uncomfortable the entire time. In in ice fishing, it's an uncomfortable like number of inches between me and the water. I think it's only like the ice only has to be like four inches. Yeah, which good. sounds nothing. Yeah, a little danger there. I think I like squat. It just doesn't look comfortable. And like I'm not that big of a fan of fish. Like if we were going to catch like New York strips, like up in the fucking Arctic, then I would I would be into that. Right. I got, oh, oh, hold on. I got I got Betsy on the line. Like, whoa, Betsy, here we go. I've got a porterhouse. Perfect. Let's fire this up tonight. Um, I like it. All right. My um, final one is. Oh, yeah. Go, go. I, oh, I was going to say um, it's similar, but in a tropical climate, I, I, I don't want to swim with sharks. No, thank you. I, oh, I think yeah, that's, that's insane. Cool. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. And like you see these people like swim right up to them and the sharks like dive yeah. at them and they barely oh fuck that's so scary man 
Uh, then my last one is, I mean, I'm trolling everybody a little bit here, but I put Disneyland. (laughs) 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 I don't need to go to Disneyland. I've been to Disney World. It was, it was fine. It was fine. You're like, it's fine. Yeah. I, uh, I'm just the sale. I'm too old for it. Like if I had kids, like maybe it could show back up on the radar. But right now it is not on the bucket list. This is why we have a podcast, B. Because yep. I was like, I don't give a fuck about Disney. I could care less. <laughs> I don't. I, just go. Have fun. If you want to go. It's, I, it seems not like a like my amusement park rides and all that. But I will say very fun going with kids. Uh, much more enjoyable, you know, and it's it, it does make it worthwhile when you know, we went there with Kamish Jr. We went there in December, okay. right? Before, yeah. Kamish Jr. was like barely, not even one. Kamishette was like six and th- three and a half. Whew. That was, those were some long days. Those were yeah. some long days, but it was fun. They got to do the princess breakfast or prim- princess lunch and all that other shit. Oh, that's like, right, yeah. They fucking loved it. It was great. You know what I mean? Well, and it's just, also, it's like, it's like teaching the lesson of just like, parents expectation versus just how kids register thing because it's just like we're going to disney it's just like it's not really in their head until oh, yes. they go up to disney yeah we did the total surprise and they're like oh okay <laughs> are you gonna see your cousin still yes yes you're gonna see your cousin okay we're you know it took like a real minute for them to catch up yeah That's funny. it's like it's not it just shows you like those disney commercials they know what they're shooting like it's not exactly yeah. how it is in real life <laughs> right right uh all right brother um yeah that's that um all right new segment let's do it you hear about this you hear about this this? hey this is rapid fire yahoo headlines so basically i'm going to tell you just a yahoo headline i saw earlier because i'm old and that's where i get my news and then i'm going to tell you what question you need to answer from it if you can riff a little bit more you can but it's just like the one question i wanted to ask you all right so hear about this you hear about this olivia wilde skips grammys and doesn't go with her new boyfriend harry styles to spend time work on co-parenting with ex Jason Sudeikis. Oh wait, what? Yeah, they're doesn't... separated. There, you didn't know they were separate. Did you hear about this? <laughs> I didn't hear about this. In that, no, I didn't know this. Now, yeah, I'm not... they're said, "Whoa, we're getting real pop culture here." Yeah, they oh. split up, and she's now dating Harry she's Styles. Fucking Harry Styles. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis is not taking it well. Although, like he, I think he became like Instagram official or something with the new chick, but he's kind of heartbroken. Just want me to say, like, my question to you is it ever a good idea to date chicks out of your league or does the other shoe always eventually drop and it leads to heartbreak? Well, yeah. I mean, you're like a Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde together and you're just like smoke show kind of funny guy. Right. Every man. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I don't, I don't see the longevity in this. Yeah. That's a tough pull, man, man. Yeah. Eventually. Right. Yes. Olivia Wilde, you're you're you you've hitched your your wagon to a fucking rocket ship you just hold on for as long as but they have kids holy fuck yeah kids man this hit you hard bro it did and my world is rocked here uh i did not hear about this the moral of the story is look like you gotta you gotta fight above your your weight class absolutely go for it but when you get knocked out you can't be surprised yeah, can't be surprised. Yep. Yeah. Just like it's trying to move on. She's like, man, what a tough putt. After they make this Harry Styles guy. Like, oh, Harry Styles. That would kill that. Yeah. That would kill me. Not only is it Harry Styles. I think Sty- they're like moving in together. Oh, so fa- how fast? How long have they been broken up for? Mm, I don't think it's been like four months. Oh, that would fucking cut me so deep. Yeah. I lose Olivia Wilde. 
Yes. To and, and there's something weird about and and I don't know anything about Harry Styles, but like a guy that would be like maybe like t- like 15, 20 years younger and like substantially younger than her is yeah. now like swooping in. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking murder this dude. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna if I shake his hand when we are like doing the co-parenting drop-off kids, I'm gonna shake Harry Styles' hands. I'm gonna give him that like old man grip. I'm gonna squeeze the shit out of his hand yeah, and be like, feel yeah. the force. Yeah, he's a little bit more boy band to me than he is like rock and roll. But I don't know shit about music. Speaking yeah. of music, all right, you hear about this? You hear about this? You hear about this? You hear about this? Totally ripping this off from Saturday Night Live. The like, uh, <laughs> Bobby Moynihan. Yeah, Bobby Moynihan's. It's so funny. Um, Billie Eilish wins album of the year and says Megan the Stallion should have won. What's your take on people winning awards and then saying that the voters got it wrong? Is this ungrateful? Is this false humility or is it kind of a class act? False humility. False humility. Because first off, this is all bullshit. Is, uh, who votes on the Grammys? Is it fans or is this like a, an Oscar? I, no, I think it's like uh, it's supposed to be because like there's some people I think it's it's like an Oscar because there's yeah. all shit about like the weekend boycotting it because my boy should have been up for album of the year for sure for sure for yeah. sure I haven't listened to it but yes yeah. he should have been <laughs> definitively 100%. uh Megan the Stallion the fucking wet ass pussy chick wet and I, gushy I think so yeah yeah with with Nicki Minaj pass no Billie Eilish false humility and, and Dr. Mrs. The Commission, who does listen to music way more than me, sure, definitely says she's like, I know, I know you know Billy Eilish song songs. False, I do not know them. Yes, I do not. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I have heard her sing. Maybe I don't, I don't know them, but I've heard her voice and I've heard wet ass pussy. So slight edge Eilish, false okay. humility, but false yeah. humility because your agents uh, fought for you to win that award. 100%, 100%. We might have to call this like, can you believe how old we are? Yeah, it's really awesome. You feeling your age, bro? You feeling your age? <laughs> a little bit. It's just so, I looked at like all the Grammy, like the red carpets. I just like scrolling whatever when I was on the subway. And like, I only recognized there were probably like 25, like just artists. And I only recognized like two names and I'm not even exaggerating. Holy I didn't know, shit. I didn't know who any of these other people were. I love that you're doing the Grammys too. Cause this is like both of our weak spot, if you exactly. will, music. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, so funny to me. We know nothing about music. That's hilarious. We need to turn that into more segments. All right. Uh, last one. You hear about this? You hear about this? You hear about this? Academy Award noms come out for 2021. Your okay, best okay. pictures are... The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sounds of Metal, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. I put under over on the number of these best picture movies you've seen at one and a half. Oh my God. I I only, I've heard of two of them. (laughs) I heard of, I heard of the Chicago Seven. Yeah. Because that's on Netflix. That's a Netflix yeah. entry. And I've seen yeah. it up there. And I'm like, keep it scrolling. Uh, and then I just heard about Judas and the Black Messiah mm-hmm. just the other day because oh, they're these two twin comics who either wrote it or directed it. The Lucas Brothers. Does that sound right? I don't know. You're, you're, I'm going to let you wander down this road, bro. Yeah, but this is, but this is the story. Uh, it sounds interesting. The Black Panthers and like the, the guy who like snitched out one of the Black Panthers leaders, I think because he was going to get in trouble with the FBI. Spoiler alert, it's based on a true story. You can fucking Google it. 
Um, yeah, over, under, under. I haven't seen any of those movies. You you hit a stretch there for about 40 seconds where I'm like, is this all one movie or are these a couple movies? I don't know these <laughs> titles in here. One movie. Uh, yeah, any reason to watch the Oscars anymore at all? No. Didn't we try and fix the Oscars? Or what did we, oh, we try to fix the Emmys. Oh, uh, yeah. Did we just fix? Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should, get, we should get, get Dan back on, break down some of the Oscar stuff. Oh yeah, I'll just it'll be thirty five minutes of him just looking at me like, uh, really? Uh, yeah, I think serious? you got the homework like that one year was it two years ago to watch like a movie, like right. one. I don't think that we like the we like the JoJo Rabbit one. We like that movie. That was a good movie. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, all right, that's a new segment, guys. Email us. Let's know what you think. If there's a headline you want to tackle, shoot us an email at MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com give us give us an mab fixes whatever you got let us know all right neapolitan showdown bring us to the jam so let's leave it alone because we can't see eye to eye there ain't no good guy there ain't no bad guy there's only you and me and we just disagree Top breads. You mm. on this one, you carb-loving mofo. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Look, man, you, you got to get a little carbs in your life, and we love I bread like, here. I'm not a. I, I like bread. You like bread, bro? Yeah, I can do some bread. I, I'll tell you though. Like, I'm I'm done with the uh, bringing the bread to the table. I'm done with that. I don't need it. Oh, like the complimentary. You know, here's speaking of empty calories. Here you go. Exactly. Load up on this. Yeah. Like, yeah, trying to fill me up. Like, bring something, like, get me a, like, chips and salsa. Now, that's a, here's something to tide you over until shit hits the table. Like, yeah, no, yeah. like some oysters. But just, like, here is just, like, a loaf of carbs just to fucking throw in your gullet to keep your mouth shut until your pasta shows up. Oh, yeah. my God. So, so we went to, like, a couple months ago, we went to Cheddar's Scratch Kitchen and it's like a chain restaurant whatever we've never been there it's actually the no fuck them i don't like them because they were rude to me when I, we try to pick up food anyways but this is a different story these are two stories melting into one i'm keeping it tight we go there with the kiddos yep. they drop off croissants with like a honey glaze so they're like sticky hot croissants yeah but i'm like holy shit and they're like we always drop these off complimentary for the table I and mean, if you want to order more you can and the girls were like i want to order more and i'm like you take a bite and you're like, damn, this is pretty good. A croissant with like honey, like butter on it. This is pretty good. But I'm just thinking of it. It's like, what do I need more with my carbs? Is more, more sugary carbs, right? Yeah. yeah. More sweet, savory yeah. stuff on here. What's going on? This is it's too much. Like, here's a bunch of bread and here's some side things to make it into a cinnamon roll. You kind of like this. It's a savvy business move though. Like here's just like, like one and a half for free for the six of you to split. And then if you want to order some, like, let me know. We can bring out a fucking basket. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking OG drug dealer move. Like <laughs> I'll get you hooked good and proper. And then you got to fucking come back at a premium. Good and proper. Yeah. <laughs> Your town quote. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. Number three spot. Um, I went ciabatta but I'm specific about this ciabatta. I like the okay. ciabatta that they cut thin, they grill, and they throw it on the side of your Caesar salad. Like the ciabatta that tastes like yes. the grill, the charred ciabatta. Yeah, it's almost crouton-esque. 
I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yes, exactly. That's the fucking. That's, that's the jam, and that's that's when you know you're at. Here, when you get your Caesar, if they if they make your dressing in front of you, you're high society, right? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. You get the big long ciabatta crouton, high society, mm-hmm. and if you get the full romaine leaf, oh yeah, high society. That's the fucking. You know where you're at. And if they charge that romaine leaf, we talk about this on the pod, right? You know, I I can make my own Caesar dressing. Yes, of course. I potted with you for over three years. I might have to do that. I'm gonna do that this weekend, bro. You gonna? Oh, you gonna make me some Caesar salad? I got a dinner night. I gotta show up. I gotta do something. Ooh, 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 all right. I'm into it. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna zig on your zag. It's very good. Because we're talking all all sorts of breads, my friend. Uh, a lot of people are, are screaming at you, Paul, M.A., pick, pick pick banana bread. It's it's an easy layup. No, I no, won't. Do that. Go go home, banana bread. You're gross. I don't like gross bananas. Mm-hmm. Give me zucchini bread all day because I feel like I'm also eating vegetables, still sweet and delicious. Mrs. Forstar rocks, I mean, zucchini bread, and I will not make it for you, Brandana. Okay. Zucchini bread. Fair enough. Uh, so not going to make me. I just had to get that out there. That's fine. Here's my thing about um, I do like you shitting on banana bread a little bit because any dish where you're just like, hey, don't touch this fruit, it's rotting because right. it's an ingredient for this upcoming dish I make, has got to be a pass. Right. Zucchini bread, I think, is a good crossover for things that I hate about breakfast, which is everything so fucking sweet. So zucchini yeah. bread's a nice, like, it's a good breakfast. You know, coffee washes it down just fine. And yeah. it's, you're not like over sugar in it. I like it, bro. Zucchini bread's a good grab. Um, all right, I'm going to do that Caesar salad. If you're at the level where you're getting that hot crouton, you're paying about 24 bucks. Uh, then I'm going to give zucchini bread. You're okay if you start eating that at 7 a.m. So that'll be 24 to 7. Ooh, okay. We got to make some up. All right, I'm going number two. Yep. And we got to go to my good friends who rock this dish on high holidays. I'm going with challah bread. Challah. Challah is fucking good bread, my friend. It is. You know, what's funny is I have kind of challah's cousin, or at least like the nephew through marriage. Uh, and my number two with the pita bread. Oh, okay. All right. Pita bread. I like yeah. it. Uh, yeah. I like all those kind of like those like flat. Yeah. 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 Uh, right i don't know like yeastless are all these breads yeastless That's unleavened is that what they call it right think, yeah yeah true. uh i'm just making that up i don't know yeah hollow uh pita is very good you ever had lawish bread which is like armenian pita that's always very Maybe. good too yeah, yeah i'm sure you have you're we're a worldly traveler um that's a good one how do you beat hala hala is fucking impressive i i'd be honest if you blindfolded me i'm trying to remember like the the flavor profile of challah that like is separate from pita so pita i just like i like the versatility of these breads like you can get them a little crispy you can right. roll up you can roll up some meats in them if you want to do yes. like a sandwich roll you can like did i mention dipping in like hummus or your favorite dip i haven't yet but i just you have it versatility and you just did no challah is the bumpy like they've like they're they almost look like big knots that they tie them up in there and then you slice it thin soft almost like a yellowish bread on the end maybe i'm butchering not yellow no you know I'm saying? yeah yeah it's good i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't compare it exactly to pita bread but hollow uh, bread yeah. delicious oh no i was thinking yeah i was thinking about a different flat bread 
and it begins with a C. Never would have guessed that in a million years. I, I obviously got school on this one. Didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> so, You're a big man to admit yeah, that. Yeah, we're going to point you up with that. Um, let's see. I said one million years to figure out how to guess the spell Hollabred, which actually has a C in front. So that'll be one million points for you. Um, Peta, I said three different ways you can eat it. So that's three points for me. There you go. Nice. Going into our one slot. I do have honorable mention. Oh, I don't hear it. Gotta do those cheese biscuits from Red Lobster and whoever, whatever other restaurants ripping that off. Biscuits borderline. So that's why I put an honorable mention. But I mean, whenever you get cheese involved with bread, which is my number one, which happens to be the cheesy breadsticks from Pizza Hut. Is my oh, I scribbled out cheesy bread. I thought you were going to call me a basic bitch for cheesy bread. And I went with garlic, garlic bread. bread. Oh, man. It's so, it's just so good. Cheesy bread is so good. Yeah, throw that cheese. I mean, it's cheating a little bit. Eventually, you're just like, you know, cheesy bread with some pepperonis and black olives. Just like, well, you just saying a pizza now. <laughs> pizza is your favorite bread. I don't a little bacon that. bits on top. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. That's like, pizza amazing, now. Amazing bread. Um, all right, got to give you the W on that, bro. For you guys, uh, you Thanks, also to the plate. Uh, do you like those biscuits from Red Lobster? I do like those. It's been a minute since I've been to Red Lobster. Yeah. But I do remember what are the like the Cheddar Bay biscuits or whatever they are like those yeah, are yeah, those yeah. are the shit. Um, we did we all we all passed on cornbread. What's your feeling on cornbread? It's good, but like cornbread, I, you just it can never rock it solo. Like I'm never craving cornbread. Yeah. If you know yeah. if somebody knows what they're doing and they're just like, you got to try the cornbread with that chili I just made. It's like okay, now we'll have a conversation. But yep. if you're just like try my cornbread, like it's fantastic. And let's get jalapenos in there also. Let's not sleep on it. Let's not me have to. Oh, oh yeah. well, I got weak in the knees here. Oh, <laughs> shit. You fucking yeah. counterpunched I mean, I, on that one. Yeah. Dice up the jalapenos, throw it in the batter. Just like we're just we're we're skipping steps here. We're just solving things. We're just like we're expediting this jalapeno, this cornbread into your mouth. That's too funny. Nice. All right. Uh, you want to get some Mad League? Oh, yeah. We got to do Mad League. I almost did that. Yeah. We'll see. Brand in the gambling corner. We might be able to wait. Oh, yeah. Madly, let's do it. Yep. Madly, post game preview. You want? I I also have MVP, defensive player of the year, and coach of the year. Do you want? Yeah, well so definitely announce those. So just kind of give us. So we wrapped up the regular season. Yep. Give us an idea of the matchups we're looking at to kick off this postseason and what the format is. Gotcha. Format is just so everyone knows. It's uh, there are eight teams in the playoffs. First round is just one game because every owner team. Is going to actually match up with the CPU team. So it's really just kind of like a, you know, one versus 16 matchup. Uh, then the second round, assuming all owner teams match up, you know, one plays four, two plays three, that's a best of three. Then the conference finals in the East and Western conferences, that's a best of three. And then the finals is a best of five. Ooh. So we'll start with the West, the one seed. The Golden State Warriors. State Warriors. They're going to be playing against the uh, the CPU Lakers in the first round. Then we'll go to the other end of the bracket. Number two, the number two seed, the San Antonio Spurs beating out the Pelicans there on a tiebreaker. Oh, yeah. Best game series. So they are the number two seed. They're going to be playing the Denver Nuggets, the CPU Denver Nuggets which means the number three seed is the New Orleans Pelicans. Brandana, your Pelicans. 
looking pretty hot when they're televised for some reason could be held under 90 when they're not (laughs) right exactly yeah you put up i think two of the highest scores in the broadcast games and yet i think you also put up two (laughs) 70s in there maybe the shots weren't going down i don't know it's an absolutely insanity but tell your story exactly and then the four seed in uh in the western conference the houston rockets there yeah going over to the going over to the east the number one seed i think we all knew this uh even with their loss to the bucks on national mab vision um the boston celtics are going to play the cpu washington wizards the number two seed my miami heat they're going to be playing the brooklyn nets with one Devonte graham on that team who wow. led all of mab league in scoring all tied it with one other player at 22.6 points per game. A little scary. A little scary. All right. And then uh, the three seed, uh, this team's on a 25-game win streak, the Milwaukee Bucks, which is impressive in a 29-game season. Started the season out at one and three, finished 26 and three, Milwaukee Bucks, leaving the Toronto Raptors. Oh, oh, the Bucks are playing Chicago, leaving the Toronto Raptors at the four seed, uh, playing the CPU Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. So this is really exciting. Are we going to televise these? We haven't decided if we're going to televise these these one-off games. These one-off games, yeah. I'm not sure if we have or not. We'll talk off pod. We'll talk off pod. Uh, okay, well, uh, here you guys, uh, all the players. Uh, if you guys want to get in this league again, we'll fire up season three. Hopefully you've been watching. You can find these games aired on Twitch, the ones we've already aired. If you just want to get a vibe for what they are, you can check them out. This is, you know, it's uh, eight real guys that drafted eight teams, and we plugged them in with a bunch of CPU teams, and now the postseason's coming up. But we have the regular season awards. Oh, yes. So uh, we'll start with coach of the year. We'll lead up to MVP. Coach of the year. Uh, I talked about it earlier. Mike Budenholzer of the Milwaukee Bucks finishing the season 26 and three. These Bucks had a front loaded schedule, started the season one and three, three losses early on, ended up on a 25 game win streak. Uh, sixth man of the year. I forgot about sixth man of the year. We have that as well, too. Sixth man of the year is one Joel Embiid coming off the bench. Smart owner Joe. I think had him like one of the highest minutes off the bench coming here. Makes a lot of sense. Joel Embiid averaging nearly 14 points and seven boards. Who else uh, having the talk for that? Who else was fighting? I think uh, Carmelo, Anthony. Carmelo Anthony and Derek Rose were in the fight right. for that. Yep. You're, you know, Derek Rose on the Celtics, you're Carmelo Anthony who played pretty well. Um, Joel Embiid shooting almost 50, Eight percent, eighty-eight percent from the free throw line, and forty-five percent from three. Then we'll slide over to defensive player of the year. This shouldn't come as much of a surprise. He's the anchor for the San Antonio Spurs, the defensive anchor. Talking about Bill Russell. Bill Russell averaging thirteen and eleven, uh, nearly one and a half steals and two and a half blocks a game. Bill Russell is your defensive player of the year which leads us to the MVP candidate MVP. So we had Akeem Olajuwon, Carl Malone in the running, um, Wilt Chamberlain in the running. I think Kevin Garnett was hanging around there too. All of these guys had great seasons. One of them really took a surge in the second half 
a late season play style shift really propelled this player's numbers. Wilt Chamberlain is your MVP of Mab League regular season, finished league leading the league in scoring, tied with Devontae Graham, like I talked about, 22.6 points per game, second in rebounds, 13 rebounds, nearly three assists, one steal, two and a half blocks. Um, they said for his last month of shooting, he was shooting 83% from the field, which brought his lead leading average up to 67% from the field. Uh, switching up to that uh, seven seconds or left has less for the Rockets. Yeah. Very impressive there. So he sneaks past one of Keem Olajuwon. Do you want your NBA all first, second, and third teams too? Yeah. All different? Okay. NBA all first team, Magic Johnson from the Spurs, James Harden from the Warriors. Carl Malone from the Spurs, Kevin Garnett from the Warriors, and Wilt Chamberlain from the Rockets. The second team, otherwise known as the New Orleans Pelicans, <laughs> Kobe Bryant is Kobe Bryant. Devontae Graham, the only player from the CPU wow. team sneaking it in there. Uh, Kevin Durant from the Pelicans, Scotty Pippen from the Spurs, and Akeem Olajuwon from the Pelicans. Wow. And, then, and then your third team, Oscar Robertson, uh, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Havlicek, uh, so Bucks, Celtics, Bucks, Havlicek from the Spurs, and Bill Russell from the Spurs. So no heat on either of these three teams. No, no uh, rock uh, uh, Raptors on either of these three teams. A lot of Spurs. A lot of Spurs. Four Spurs on this team. Five Spurs on this team. Uh, all defensive first team. Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade, Scottie Pippen, LeBron James. So two Heat players right there. Bill Russell, second team, Kobe making the second team. So second team mm-hmm. offense and defense. Jason Kidd sneaking in there too. Kawhi for the Warriors. Kevin Garnett for the uh, Warriors, and then Shaq, our lone Raptor, at at the second team all defense. Uh, I think one thing we saw, I would say, from uh, first of all, hats off to the Rockets. Uh, changing their game plan, and then seven seconds or less really looks to be taking advantage of Will Chamberlain to get him all the way in the MVP. Um, our MVP last year, Shaq, uh, a much quieter year, and then yeah, Michael yeah. Jordan started out pretty iffy on his first televised game, but uh, uh, being able to see him in the All-Star game, his last televised game, and then making this uh, defensive All-NBA team. Uh, he, yeah, scored, not- he scored 48 points that last game. Yeah, not quite, not quite the automatic pass we thought he might be going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, guys. Well, that is Mad Bleak. Um, all you owners, I hope you uh, enjoyed the regular season and playoffs. Guys, we'll release that schedule coming up soon. So uh, look for us on Twitch. What's the Twitch handle? Uh, Twitch.tv backslash or forward slash, whichever the right slash is, uh, MAB Sports Podcast. That's right. Um, all right, buddy. Let's wrap this up. MVP of the week. Um, I got... Drew Brees. Oh, yes. Very good. Congrats on um, Uh, I'm going to go with uh, one friend of the pod, email of the year, Bing and his beautiful wife, Stacy, putting all this soiree together. We can get together and uh, hang out for a quick weekend. They put in all the work. So thank you for that. So, yeah, a little MVP tip of the map to you, fine folks. Next time you guys hear us for episode 160, we'll probably be in the same room. Do you hear about that? Do you hear about this? Do you hear about this? Um, all right, guys, this has been MAB Sports Podcast, episode 159. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Oh, folks, you forgot about the worst bread of all, which is Irish soda bread, which you sprinkle in a little mabbing soda 
sour milk and some fresh pod. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.